Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I usually say that you you can have it all mm-hmm. as long as you define what, what is your is. all, exactly. right? That's yeah. it. And everybody's so. all is very different. Exactly. You're listening to Women Tech Charge from the Evening Standard with me, Anne-Marie Imaphidon. What happens when you really enjoy games but can't see ones that really speak to your passions? Can technology, in particular games, actually help people? In this episode, I'm talking to a woman who knows the answer to these two questions and so many more about entrepreneurship. She's also got a new YouTube channel out exploring the things you should know as a budding entrepreneur. Put the toaster on. We're getting started. I'm sat here 3,547 miles north of the equator, opposite a woman who has made millions from play. Her BAFTA award-winning game studio has made games such as Surgeon Simulation, Monster Mind and I Am Bread. Welcome to Roberta Luca, co-founder of Bossa Studios. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for coming. So that was a super, super short intro with BAFTA and some cool games, which I'm sure some people may have played. What is the official elevator pitch for Bossa Studios? Oh, we are a company that wants to take creativity to the next level. Okay. And the way that we do that is by creating incredible games that uh, millions of people play billions of people watch and it creates legacy to the world wow billions of people watch the games they have yes how do they YouTube. watch the games on youtube yes okay so this is like those those famous youtubers that you see yes, playing games exactly which is the most popular game that people watch on youtube surgeon simulator okay what happens in surgeon simulator you are a clumsy surgeon uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and you are a hand you're not a person you're just a hand and one the hand, hand one hand one clumsy hand one surgeon. One clumsy hand surgeon. Okay. And the clumsy hand needs to do a heart transplant on the back of a moving ambulance. <gasps> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Who comes up with these ideas? <laughs> the team that we have is like, they are just incredible minds. You know, we have, we create five to 10 games every single month. Oh, no way. Gosh. Yeah. How long have you been going? Eight years. So that's a lot of months. A lot of months, yeah. 96 months worth of yeah, a lot of a games we have been creating, yeah. And and I think I think our our speciality, as per se, is like this quirky, humorous kind of very British uh, type of game. So in addition to Surgeon Simulator, there's another one which is very famous, which is called I Am Bread. Right. And uh, I Am Bread is okay. Is oh. uh, <laughs> I am bread is a uh, you are a piece of bread uh-huh. whose mission in life is to be toasted. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to jump into a toaster or what's the... Yeah, so you start in the kitchen and then you have to avoid the jam so that the, the ants don't come onto you and then you have to avoid the water in the sink and then you walk, walk, walk until you get to the point 
of the toast. And these games, yeah. these are real games that people can play on PC. I know PC, definitely. Yeah. What, what PC, other platforms mobile, can they play on? virtual reality, everywhere. So you can literally sit on the tube and you can be a piece of bread trying to be toasted you and not can. be jammed. Although jam sandwiches are almost my favourite. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. Can you have jam on after you've been toasted? Or it never gets uh, there? Oh, I, I never tried. You've never tried? <laughs> I'm going to break your when, game. Yes, do it, do it. <laughs> when you get toasted, you win, right? So you have to start again. So, yeah. And how early on was Iron Bread? Uh, so Iron Bread was uh, 2015. Okay, so almost... So yeah, Surgeon Simulator was ago. 2013. Right. But since then, there was on PC, right? And yeah. since then, we put on iPad and iPhone and virtual reality and PlayStation, Xbox, everywhere. So eight years ago, how does one co-found Bossa Studios. How, d- how did you get there? How did you get to making games about breads and hands? Okay, so... <laughs> um, right, that's a good question. I... So, I'm a computer scientist by training. Right. Grew up in Brazil. No way. And, and worked in television. Worked in a TV broadcaster back in Brazil for seven years. I see. And my, uh, my big projects there were to create new interactive... Um, products at the time we called interactive products with television uh-huh. which was basically text messaging uh big brother <laughs> text messaging big brother yeah so basically you uh as as tv is was not was not was totally passive mm. uh the broadcaster and and my team created a lot of new ways for people at home to interact with voting for big brother with uh doing quizzes and chatting with each other mm-hmm. everything about big brother right okay. and so i entered this you know through technology i entered this in this whole you know mobile interaction and mobile apps very early on in my career. Yeah. And as I moved to the UK and I worked for Virtue, which was the luxury division of Nokia. Oh, uh, Virtue, the one that did the gold-plated yeah, phones. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Are yeah. they still around? No. no okay. They're not. Okay. Nokia's so you, not. No, no, no one is not. Of course, Nokia's not there either. No. Rest <laughs> in peace, Nokia. Shout, shout out. 33 to, I had a 3310. Yeah, well, I had all sorts of Nokias. <laughs> and, and I still have a Virtue at home. So, yeah. It's the gold-plated one. One of them, yeah. It's pretty It's pretty cool. I mean, my, my boss gave to me when I left. Oh. So it was a very, very nice it's gesture. Very, really nice gesture. Yeah, it's yeah. Gift, actually. It's yeah. worth a lot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, where was I? So, yeah, so I was working there, but I, I found a pattern that... Even though I was working these large organizations, mm. uh, Global TV in Brazil is like thousands of people, yeah. employees, right, as well. Uh, I was always like the rebel inside the organization. I was mm-hmm. always the one that probably a lot of my, my colleagues hated me because I was doing some crazy things to would that would disrupt the way that they were doing things. I see. And the bosses of my bosses were always kind of giving me projects that, hey, Roberta, take this on and, you know figured out how you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a, a very entrepreneurial mind inside a large organization. Yes. And then after a while at Virtu was like, okay, this is pretty awesome, but I'm not impacting anything in the world, right? Mm. It's like I'm selling luxury mobile phones. Mm. So I, I really want to use my background and my technology my, and my rebel mindset mm-hmm. to create something that actually has impact in the world. And, and I came across, well, my two co-founders have been making games for, you know, over 20 years. Right. And, and they needed someone who would be, have the mindset 
of growth, of connecting with audiences, mm. and kind of to build the publishing side of the of the company. So typically in in games, you have the develop the developers yeah. who develop the game. So mm -hmm. they're purely about developing the product, mm -hmm. and you have the publishers. Traditionally, they they are they used to be like Sony PlayStation and for you know uh, Microsoft Xbox were yep. publishing the games, meaning they were marketing everything. Mm -hmm. So so I joined them. We joined together to create this company that actually does end to end from development to engaging with consumers. And back then, eight years ago, was that a fairly new concept to have everybody all in one and it in, was. One, in one place? It was. And what was? Did you have a platform? So you didn't have an Xbox or, or Nintendo or PlayStation. What was your no at the, the distribution at the time was facebook so oh, okay. it was a time when facebook games were kind of taking off yes so you had all of the the, the new casual gamers coming to games <laughs> like the farmville, farmville yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so annoying yeah. i still get requests for farmville now really oh Gosh, my god yeah. yeah so we as, as well per our quirkiness and different ways to look at the world we created monster mind which is the game that we won a bafta for i see okay and monster mind yes, monster mind was you 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 played as B movie monsters, and you had to build cities mm -hmm. like you know City View, uh, similar to Farmville. Yeah. And but you also had to unleash those monsters into a friend city to destroy their cities. Right. Sounds good. So yeah, it was it was very quirky and nice and different, and was kind of challenging the way that people were creating the Farmvilles and the City Views of this world. Um, we believed at the time, our hypothesis was that the just like all the casual gamers are mm -hmm. now flocking to Facebook, mm -hmm. the more mid-core to hardcore gamers will do the same. I see. Okay, cool. So you're trying to get in ahead of the competition. Yes. It, it didn't up. work out. Oh, did, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> but you're well, still here. Yeah, I it, know. it did work out. I mean, it, it, it worked out because we won a BAFTA award. Exactly. So it was pretty good. Yeah. But we didn't make money. Oh, I see. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to make money as much as I want to make <laughs> a huge impact in the world. Right? Yes. And get BAFTAs. Yeah. And get BAFTAs and everything. Right. I want it all. Yes. <laughs> well, why not? And so, you should, and so you should have it. You can, exactly. you can have it all in terms yeah. of BAFTA versus yeah. money versus distribution. So I want to ask you about building Bossa mm -hmm. because it's been eight years, like you said, and you're yeah. at 87 people. Yeah. When you began, um, it was you and your two co-founders. Did they already have a team? Did they already have people or how did you, how do you, you know, how, what does that growth look like? So from the moment that we, we set up the company or? Yes from the moment we incorporated. Yes. So we, uh, I started to work on my weekends on mm -hmm. Bossa mm -hmm. while I was traveling three hours a day to go to Vernon. Oh <laughs> like insane. <laughs> we rented a very tiny uh, space in a circus space in Shoreditch. Oh, I yeah. think I know the one. Do you know where it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. So where they do where they do circus classes. They do circus yeah, classes. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And they also they also charity etc. So they yeah. rent very cheaply. Well, they used to rent very cheaply the rooms that they have there. Yeah. And it was like a tiny little room that we could only fit like five people or so. Okay. And and I was going there every every evening to help to to build the company. And I still remember one day <laughs> that uh, it was like midnight, and then suddenly someone opens the door. It's a clown. <laughs> Because they just like, 
you guys still here? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, we're still alive. She's literally shaking telling this story, by the way. We're still alive after looking at a, a clown, clown at midnight. At midnight. Yeah. Okay, you have to leave now. So it was like my life for the, the first six months of Bossa. Oh, wow. And then eventually we got an investment. Okay. And then uh, our, you know, we had put our save, a little bit of savings into the company. How did you get that investment? So my co-founder um, pitched to a lot of a lot of companies, a lot of people, mm-hmm. and at the time, uh, Elizabeth Murdoch, who was the founder of Shine Group, she uh, so Shine Group used to be a company that were made of twenty four, twenty five uh, TV production companies. Mm-hmm. And they, before she sold the company to News Corporation, she was looking at uh, acquiring um, a games company right. to to go into games to yeah. kind of you know embed the the the, 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 the group. yeah exactly yeah. the 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 knowledge of games into the into the group, mm. and then she found us and and she was very very you know. Uh, amazed about everything that we're doing so she was our first uh investor so she basically she i mean shine group invested in bossa very early on mm. uh it was kind of a partial acquisition very uh, very early on of of the company and and that was enough for us to to build a team so in the beginning we were like the three of us plus another two two to three freelancers yeah and and then over time we we built the team we with the yeah yeah and for anyone wanting to go into gaming, what would be your tips? Anyone that wants to get started somewhere in the game, so in the gaming game, if they want to make games, mm. they should make a game. Okay. Yeah. Like learn Unity. Learn Unity. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Look it's it up. a Unity. U N I T Y. Yeah. It's very very low. It's it's like the barrier to entry is so low nowadays for you to make a game. Okay. Even if it's a very very simple very simple game that you know if you if you make something and you go to to a company and say hey, I I made this you are far ahead from everyone who would send a CV. I see. Right. Okay. And and if you're an artist, then mm. create some some art for a particular game or you know kind of say look i i saw this game and i think the the art of this game could be totally different mm-hmm. and then that's you know that becomes your portfolio so okay. i think nowadays is if you really want to go into games you take action <laughs> <laughs> i like it this is a this is a catchphrase yeah tech action take no, action, tech action. <laughs> <laughs> will games change the world it is already changing it's changing because it, it changes the way that we think. Uh, there's tons of research that it's shown that it, for there are some studies that are showing that doctors should prescribe games for a certain age because that helps mm. you with your cognitive abilities. Okay. That helps you kind of feel younger and exercise your creativity and etc. Uh, it helps you to with problem solving a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's already changing a lot the way that we see the world, and it will change even more because the more we live in this Ready Player One world <laughs> mm. uh, of games, the more we will reconnect our our neurons differently. Wow, games as medicine. Yes. Never heard of There's heard research of on that, is yeah. The best medicine, maybe games is the second best. Love. <laughs>
Maybe I'll go yeah. home and make a game today. We'll see. Oh, yeah. nice. You should you should <laughs> join one of our game jams. So we do game jams on a monthly basis. That's why we create five to ten games. So, yeah, we jam. We're jamming. And that means you make, that means yeah. you, oh yeah, oh, jam, <laughs> you, is that the background? Is that yeah. the background music yeah. every time? Well, every time we're like, <laughs> we have to do the cliche, we're jamming. <laughs> Everyone. How, talk me through a game jam. What do we do at game jam? How long does it last? It lasts two days. Two days? Two every days. Every month? Every month. Oh my goodness. It's like a hackathon. Right, okay. So, but it's during, during the week. So we stop okay. the whole company. Right. Everyone can join. Uh, we usually have a theme. Mm-hmm. And we throw the, the the theme to the teams. They organize themselves themselves however they want. Yeah. So they they work with people who probably they don't work on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. And we're now uh, eighty seven people, so it's kind of quite mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of you know reconnecting to yes. to their colleagues. And they create new games, and there are only two rules. One rule is uh, the game needs to be playable Aye. after two days playable oh so what they make has to actually work. it has to work Gosh, yes that's a big uh, yeah that's a big role yeah and the second one they cannot do on their own they have to be in a team i like that which means that people pitch their ideas to each other yes so there's a natural selection of the best like ideas bubbling, bubbling exactly. together. <laughs> yeah oh yeah if i come to the next game jam like, what kind you of themes do you have at the game jams oh it depends so we had one that was all about asymmetry the right, other day. Okay. And and we created uh, one that was really funny that actually, so asymmetry meaning that one one person who's playing mm-hmm. uh, plays a role yeah. in the game that yeah. is different to another person who's playing the game. And they can't both, like they have to rely on each other, right? Yeah, they yeah. kind of take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one of the games that we created is actually, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pig who is in the in a farm bunch of pigs who are in a farm and they uh they are trying to to keep themselves dirty but then the farmer is is running after them uh-huh. to try to clean them right so there's this dynamic but how do you choose, how do you know who's the winner is it literally the pig person the person controlling the pigs yeah the person, exactly the exactly yeah see. so so that that was one that came from the asymmetry uh theme uh, we had all sorts of different ones. It's like we had we we had clum clum simulation, which is which is where the the iron bread came came about. We had um, clum simulation. Clum simulation. What does that mean? It's a it's a genre that we created. We're like, okay, g- can we make something that it's as clumsy as Surgeon Simulator? And then iron oh. bread came about. So clum simulation. So it's not a real simulation. It's just clumb simulation. simulation. We had um, we had habitual games, right. which is the, the the one where World of Drift came about. Yes. So World of Drift is our latest game that is live. Um, yeah, with yeah. And World of Drift, I had that on my notes here to ask you. So uh, give me the premise for World of Drift. You are so World of Drift is not so funny. Oh, Funnily enough, okay. oh. <laughs> but you do play the guitar in the in the in the in the game. <laughs> okay. So you are a traveler, uh-huh. and you have to. You are living in a world that has been destroyed by humanity uh-huh. uh, through all the technology that we created. Uh-huh. And a bit black mirrorish. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then the world kind of all went apart mm-hmm. and created floating islands right and there are thousands of floating islands in this world and your mission you are a traveler and you want to build ships together with your friends 
to explore new worlds. So you need to build build things together. You need to travel together. You need to fight, find new knowledge or old knowledge so that you can rebuild the society, the civilization. I see. So yeah, it's a little bit more. It's very different. It's very different. I know. It, it's crazy. So so this is all from one studio, right? And yeah. and so it's it's a nice thing. Or it's interesting to think that there's so many different games that you've put out, and they're so diverse and so different. And so it means that actually you don't have all this pressure on just one type of game or on just one game, which in some ways is probably why it fits you so well as an entrepreneur, someone that kind of everything is new and keeps coming. Exactly. It's, it's like the variety that's the spice of life is built into running a game studio. Yeah, exactly. I think I think I would be very bored <laughs> if it were, if I was uh, yeah running a company that I, I, I had to focus in one product only forever, mm. which... Um, I mean, the majority of the tech companies in the world are actually one product, right? Yeah, they very one product with several features. With several features, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas you've got all these product lines. Exactly. Is it ever tough to kind of stay across all of them or on top all of them or on top of all of them even? Or is it, I don't know, it's something you're just now used to that that's just, you kind of, if Iron Bread has a resurgent, then, then you kind of do what you can and if... Whilst Adrift is doing really well, then you kind of focus on that. Is that is that how it runs? Yeah. So we have, uh, yeah, we have a lot of um, a lot of meetings to agree on priorities and yep. roadmap and what's going to go in. How how many people are going to be like a league of exactly? Games, like yeah, a long, like a leaderboard. Of Who's going to be on each on each game at yeah. what point in time and etc. There's you know all the cycles of the games yep. from from. Uh, pre-production to production to launching to post-launch to growth right uh -huh. so so yeah so we we kind of we work a lot on this portfolio management type of thing to make sure that we we are focusing on the right games at the right time to get the the best out of the the audience that really loves our games but we don't we don't get it right all the time so okay. we we had to cancel quite a lot of games over the time so uh, it's very true that our failures have been informing a lot of our successes as well. How, so of those 960 odd games, how many uh, have been retired? Oh, majority. Okay. So, uh, we, so we did a calculation the other day. 1% uh, mm -hmm. of the games that we created actually mm -hmm. became uh, successful. Okay. So it's pretty harsh. But it is how creativity works, right? Mm. You 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 have to create ninety nine bad things to create a great <laughs> thing. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Yeah. That's it's fun. It's nice though. It's it's fun to hear that because you've got that one percent. I guess I put success in air quotes. Success rate, which turns it into a profitable business. So you don't you don't yeah. even need all the hundred. You just need that one percent. Exactly. But you, you need the hundred to find the one. You right? do. But for you to keep going at such a big rate. So it. So I think kind of if you look online do your research you had a uh, 10 million pounds worth of investment come in in 2017 yes. yeah so that's the scale of the business that you're running so it's not you know these 10 games that are kind of doing a little bit it's quite a big yeah it's quite a serious thing it's a serious thing yeah tell me about the size <laughs> of the of the gaming industry oh okay so there are 2.2 billion people playing games in the world wow okay out of the seven in total yes wow, okay. that's quite a lot it is a lot uh in on Twitch, which is one of the platforms where people play games and share their experiences with others, mm. they uh, last year they had well year before, they had three hundred thirty-five billion minutes watched globally. Oh, crazy! So on like, Twitch, on Twitch alone. Oh, I'm not, not even, even talking about YouTube. YouTube. Oh my goodness! Just Twitch. 
which is live, right? So, so people, people watch watching like, live, like EastEnders. Yeah, they watch they watch people playing live. So the streamers, they are they they called creators, streamers, whatever. Mm. They they actually do that for a living. Mm. So nowadays it's a it's a viable option, right? So all of these influencers and creators, they're going to YouTube, they're going to Twitch, to Twitch, yeah. and they are playing games for an audience, and their audience is pretty you know loyal to them. And and for us, we're like as as a company, we, the 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 best we can do is to make sure that all of those zillions of creators are actually getting hold of our games and sharing with their audiences. Is there like a world record for the most number of people <laughs> playing a game at the same time? There might be. I never searched for that. Well, game games are bigger than mu- music and movies industry together, which I think is insane. So it's like. When you think of how big like Hollywood is, and you've also yeah. got Nollywood, and you've also got Bollywood, yeah. is that included in that cinema figure, or is it just that's the one? All, the one that's wood? all included. It's all included. Well, that? according to research, right? <laughs> you never know. Who are these researchers? Yeah, exactly. I bet they I, didn't look at Bollywood. Yeah. I, I, I'm joking. Um, so I bet they all gamers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it would be tough to do a Women Tech Charge podcast on gaming without mentioning the swear word that is Gamergate. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this sense that actually the gaming world has had to open up. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what Gamergate is, <laughs> how would you explain oh my God. the situation that oh, was? The situation that, that is, was. Uh, that has been. That has been. So, yeah. Ba- basically, a bunch of men criticizing women for playing games mm. online. Mm. That's it. So that that's in a nutshell. It's like you you don't belong, and and being very mean to them mm. all the time. So you had uh, I don't remember her name, but you you had a lady who was actually a YouTuber who was talking about games all the time, and she she got like you know death threats and etc. Because she was not allowed to be in the community, she's not a real gamer and etc. etc. Just and because she's a woman. Just because she's a woman. I mean, the girls have always been there. They might not have been in the ads, but the girls have yeah. always been there. Maybe not me, but definitely you playing games alongside. Do you have any hope? Do you have any? I mean, quick fixes is, is a silly question really to ask, but what's your What's your experience of the kind of Gamergate side of things? What's that been? I think the there is hope, yes. Mm. There are a lot of quick fixes. There are a lot of uh, long-term fixes. I think the, there is the perception. So we need to change perception. And, and media plays a huge role in that. So just like the technology industries, like we need to show more women leaders and game designers and creatives, everyone who's actually creating games, mm. they need to be more... You know, they need to be on Wikipedia. They need to be on the the on, on the spotlight as mm. much as men are. Mm. Um, I think also there's a, there's a there's a massive role that you play that is actually going to younger girls and saying, "Hey, uh, there's a lot of creativity for you here in the games industry, so it is safe for you to go in there." Mm. There's also a lot of education from from inside the companies, right? So I work very closely nowadays with our head of HR to make sure that. Everything that we do in terms of outreach uh, for Bossa, uh, being like the way that we write the the job description yes. to the way that we present ourselves out there to the way that you know each interview that we we give to to different publications mm. that we actually uh, um, being very like gender friendly yes. and being diverse, yes. right? Yeah. 
And and I think it takes, you know, a few brave people like me, <laughs> which is the very rare, you know, a very tiny Venn diagram, a woman in games, computer scientist, <laughs> founder of a technology company in in, in London, right? Uh, immigrant, right? To to kind of try to brave this world and, and be be someone there who other girls can see this is this is possible. I could be, I could be running that game studio and making exactly. excellent games right. like Iron Bread. And and I and I see that as like I I've I we, we do every now and then like a Reddit AMA. Yep. With the girls uh and then the women at mm. uh, at Bossa to share okay. how how we do things and you know people ask a lot of questions to us. Mm. I think it's all about transparency. It's all about dismystifying that. Mm. And I I had conversations with like uh, with very small studios that are just a bunch of dudes in a room, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and they have a lot of difficulty. They're like, oh my god, it's like we put ourselves in such a difficult situation because now we're like eight eight men in a room and no woman wants to apply to any job. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, you are in a very difficult situation, indeed. <laughs> Uh, there so, are things you can do about that. Yeah, yeah. so so I I do think that it's like it's a combination of role models with uh, actively hiring uh, people actively when you are hiring to make sure that you have the right pool, a diverse pool of people who are applying to jobs, and also providing the right training inside the organization because we know a lot of women they they don't they don't they don't ask for promotion they are less confident than men so there's a lot of things that we need to help to them do, to add, I, my thing is always to kind of edit the environment so that you almost don't need to necessarily train women to do things the processes are just there to allow yeah. all kinds of people then to be promoted or um, to be visible on whatever projects it is yeah. that they're working on the, i think the interesting thing with the gamergate side though is that it's I think often when we talk about women in technology, we're talking about the industry and we're talking about the companies themselves. Whereas Gamergate seems to, or was was also very much a community thing yeah. rather than a company thing. Yeah, which I think is is the other is the other side where it's a slightly niche issue or problem that we're trying to deal with. Which I, which you know, notwithstanding the fact that I run the sessions that I run for girls mm -hmm. to be able to get creative with technology, when you talk about games, so many people play games that the the issue is less even about trying to attract people to games it's just almost give you know allowing them to be able to stay in games yeah and not feel because like we said a game is a, is a is a game you know it's this experience that you have with these other people it's a very social thing and so if you're in that kind of environment and you've had a really positive experience doing that then there's no reason why you wouldn't it's more that you then might come up against negative experiences exactly that yeah. that thing gets in the way of you yeah I you agree. Know, getting toasted or whatever else it might be YouTube is one of your latest things yes. that you're working on. Um, I watched the trailer on your YouTube mm -hmm. and there's some words that jumped out at me. Okay. Take action being one. Yes. Because we're about tech in charge here. So uh, yeah. I feel like, I feel like there you very, go. Our, our brands are very closely <laughs> yes. aligned. But secondly, social impact, uh -huh. which you did mention a little bit when you're talking about setting up. Yeah. Also. What does that look like for you? Like what's your, is there a particular type of thing that you want to socially impact? Is it a wider sense? And why is it something that you've, think is important to you in particular i think it's uh look i i don't i don't want to be on planet earth doing things that don't matter to people okay and don't uh change somehow the behavior of people in a positive manner mm -hmm. so like 
the games that we make are all about creating that moment of fun, memorable moments to millions of people. Mm-hmm. The the things that I that I talk about on on YouTube are things that are actually improving you as a human being, as an entrepreneur, etc. And and most recently, I started to do a little bit of angel investment investment as well. Okay, with Angel Academy or separately? No, no, separately. Okay. Yeah. So just through my connections and people recommending stuff, it's like super early stages, yeah. but and very very tiny amount of ma- amount of investment. Yeah. But I I want to make sure that whatever I get out of the things that I'm creating, I'm actually multiplying that with other people and specifically women who mm-hmm. are starting new technology companies. And it's not restricted to gaming, so you've done wider technology. No, it's wider, okay. yeah. So so to me, it's about, social impact is about impacting human beings, impacting other human beings to create better things to the world. Mm-hmm. And and I do that with, with my team. I do that with you know the little team I have working with me on, on, on the YouTube channel. And and through my my investments, that that's that's to me. It's I I want to leave this planet to making a little bit something that's a little bit better than mm, than when you than when, before you when, arrived. Before arrived, yeah. It feels too big, but it's like I have. <laughs> you well, know. well, people say this, yeah. but then when any time you watch any kind of movie, so you know, um, Back to the Future, yeah. You Love know, it. he's always like, what's it? Is you you're you're not allowed to. The rule is. There's a rule. What's the rule in Back to the Future when you go back in time? What is the rule? Oh, you cannot talk to to your you cannot talk to yourself in in the past, right? Or in the future. Yourself or your family or your relatives or something, right? I think it Yeah, everyone, there you go. Everyone? Cameron's nodding. No, you can talk to yeah. so, so there's some stuff around he's not like like yeah. his mum his mum's almost about to like fall in love with him and that's not allowed. Yeah, to exactly. But it's funny because anytime anyone does anything like that, th- this whole idea of like the butterfly effect yeah. comes back in. And so they're like, if you go back in time, don't say anything or don't like don't even step on a beetle because then, you know, a whole line of monkeys may never happen. <laughs> Whereas where we're here, like, yeah, I just want to make this small, small change and assuming that just because we've made a small change, it won't have like a big impact. Over time it should, right? Yeah. Because it's like if if you because look at a graph, you have I am you, bread. Exactly. If you change, if you change the the angle by one degree, then that makes a massive over change. time, exactly. right? It becomes like yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a thing. So yeah, I think we should hopefully. take we should take what we do. Every, we should almost assume that everything we do is making change, and so everything we do should be done with care, and yeah. should be done in that context of you are the butterfly that's flapping your wings. Yeah, you're a bit bigger than a butterfly, <laughs> and you're doing a bit more than flapping exactly. wings. <laughs> But it's a massive thing. Yeah, we 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 almost going to going to space, right? So almost colonizing another another planet. Yeah. So I think well, a lot not, of us wish us, wish we'd know. already colonized yeah. another planet because there's there's a lot but, of yeah. rubbish and nonsense going on yeah. in this world. So you are a millionaire because you're running this I'm successful not. business. <laughs> I'm going to call you Roberta Luca, the millionaire entrepreneur. What do you do to relax? Given that your job is gaming. Mm-hmm. Do you ever need respite? No. no. I, do you uh, game? No, do you I, game? Do, I do game, but yeah. uh, no, I... I uh, Be like I eating do Nando's yoga. if you work at Nando's. <laughs> yeah. No, I do yoga almost okay. every day. Yeah. Oh, no I way. do meditation. A particular kind of yoga. Yeah. Do you do Bikram yoga? I do... I don't know. I think it's vinyasa. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's... Uh, I do on Gaia. Have you heard of Gaia? No. So it's it's an app that you can also put on your TV and, it's, and et cetera. And there are loads of teachers. So I do at home. Is it free? No, I think it's oh, like okay. forty pounds per year. 
Oh, that's not bad. No, it's pretty cheap. And it's an app for your television. And then you do Venetia yeah, at home. T- yeah, TV, nice. mobile, everywhere, laptop. So it's everywhere. It's like, an, yeah. I app love the idea of the mobile. Yeah. You just put it down on the floor. The exactly. So when I'm traveling, it's perfect. I see. So I, I do uh, yoga when I'm traveling yeah. on my phone because yeah. I have my phone. And yeah. I do meditation as well because it's a guided meditation from Gaia. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and the meditation is a very particular one. Because I spent years not into meditation at all. It's right. like, what is the point of me being silent for 10 minutes, just looking, perceiving Inside my breath, yourself. right? Yeah. Impossible for me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, um, but then I found this one that basically you repeat a mantra for like 40 times. Is it a positive a positive oh you don't know what it is i don't know what it's called it's meditation so there's meditation for uh increasing your courage for reducing anxiety are you saying in english or are you saying in different language no in different language it's uh i think oh okay i don't know what is it what is it so so it's a it's a mantra an indian mantra is it perhaps and so you don't know what you're saying i don't know what i'm saying but 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 the teacher tells me and you feel more saying that you feel more whatever exactly yeah that's pretty cool but i think the trick of that is because i spent 10 minutes saying that word and not thinking about anything else Mm. which is what meditation is about Mm -hmm. clear your head yeah so it clears my head and and i like running on the treadmill as well at least once once a week i went for a stint where i gymmed every day for oh, wow. four months before I went to Coachella. So I was like, I need to get Coachella body, I guess. I don't, who knew that was a thing? Um, but I found that actually gymming in the mornings and like counting reps or weights or whatever I was doing meant that I was almost meditating because like, my head would be completely yeah. cleared Yeah, doing it. But I've never, I don't think I've ever done meditation. I've done yoga classes. Yeah, yoga classes do the same. I do contemporary dance as well. That's cool. I love it. Do you do performances? No. Oh. No. <laughs> But really I good. love dancing. I love dancing. I love singing. I'm a terrible singer. I'm probably a better dancer than singer. Okay. But yeah. It's all the same kind of creative. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like stimulating. Together. Yeah. My mind so and my body. You're very it. STEAM. This is what we call STEAM. So oh, you know STEM is, STEM is science, technology, yeah. engineering. I'm very maths. STEAM. Yeah. STEAM with the arts in yeah. it. You're kind of totally. living, breathing STEAM yeah. kind of person. Yeah. STEAM millionaire. one day so thank you very much for coming Roberto you're welcome very welcome I think if nothing else people should remember just to take action indeed thank you so much for having me it's been an amazing conversation You can find Roberta on Twitter and Instagram at Olika, O-L-I-C-C-A. Bossa Studios is on Twitter and Instagram at Bossa Studios. And her new YouTube channel is Beta Luca. For the latest news, sports, entertainment and more audio content, visit standard.co.uk. We're Evening Standard on Twitter and on Insta it's evening.standard. I and Marie live on Twitter at AMAPHODON, good luck spelling that, and on Instagram at NotYourAverageAMI, which is a little bit easier to spell. Get in touch, have a chat, ask questions using the hashtag WomenTechCharge.